0: Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. Uh, this is Christopher Anastasio, your host, and welcome to episode three. So I uh, just want to dive right in, guys. We've got kind of a uh, potentially lengthy episode here because there's some detail I want to go into, uh, but we're going to take it back to uh, sort of a basic foundational aspect of your business, and it's going to seem fairly straightforward on the surface, but It is not necessarily a straightforward thing. And for anyone who's wrestled with this, I think you would agree with me. And that is your logo. Okay, so we're talking Logos 101, if you will. And basically what we want to cover in this episode is everything you need to know or at least be aware of, you know, put some thought into, uh, before you make one for your brand. So with that being said... Let's just kind of dive right into it. So obviously, when we talk about branding versus marketing, right, it's we're really talking about almost a higher level or, a, or an elevated sense of what it means to market yourself, right? If you have branded yourself successfully, well, you almost don't need to market anymore, right? Now, I, notice I use the word almost, but when you have a distinct, recognizable brand which in many ways is going to be tied to your logo you actually enhance your marketing to such a degree that you can get away with just literally being visibly apparent just being just being immediately recognizable to your potential customers where it's almost reflexive it's almost ingrained uh, in them to know what your company or your firm or your product or your service stands for. Okay, so it's absolutely critical to developing that recognizability and that branding level of marketing. Okay, so we can definitely help you guys with that. I mean, Transform can, can absolutely assist you when it comes to either creating a logo, putting some thought into what a logo should be uh, for your business, maybe revamping a logo that you already have. That sort of thing so this this entire discussion is going to revolve around sort of the creation and the design of logos and you may find there's enough information here for you to go off and and be able to do it on your own and that's fine too Uh, but if you do feel like you want professional assistance with it uh, we'd be happy to uh, consult with you about that so let's start a you know sort of uh, you know the ABCs here what is a logo so the logo is a visual representation of your brand vision that's going to set your brand apart from the crowd, okay? I mean, unless you're the only one in a space, right, you're, 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 you're always having to do that differentiation. You're always having to do that separation, and the logo helps you do that, okay? So now a logo can be a blend of imagery, text, you know, some combination or mixture of those two, or, you know, it could just be a picture, uh, or it could just be... Uh, text, although usually you're going to find with logos there's some graphical aspect uh, to them. So, you know, one way or the other, whether it's just a complete uh, graphic only or there's some element of, of, of graphical design uh, in the overall logo. Now, if you have a logo already, right, and you're, you're like, you know, a few minutes into this podcast, and you're like, well, wait a second, I've already got one. The question is, you know, whether you should go for redesign. You know, if you, if you learn something on this podcast and, and it's not incorporated in your logo or you already were having some nagging questions about it, the question is, do you go for redesign? So redesigning is, you know, essentially it's a modification you make in the existing design to sort of catch up usually with the latest trends, customer expectations, uh, progressive shifts in your business, you know, logo rebranding can really mark a very significant milestone uh, for a company, okay? So, you know, if you're, for example, if you're planning to expand or you're changing your mission, you've taken on a new audience, then logo redesigning can be appropriate. I mean, it can be a nice way to kind of mark those transitions. So it's something to think about. And, again, if it's something that you have questions about, you want to kind of consult about, uh, Transform is here to do that with you. So have you ever wondered why, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, especially obviously from a graphical perspective, um, putting in um, essentially colors or combinations of colors into your logo. Okay, so have you ever wondered why Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, Netflix, Coca-Cola chose red while companies like Nike or Louis Vuitton or Chanel preferred black? So there are very specific reasons why you could be using um, certain colors in your logo. And let's go over those now. So so before we go color by color, let's just kind of linger on the fact that it's a known fact that colors have um, a tremendous power to elicit emotion and other behavioral responses from the consumer. Okay, so when you see colors in a logo, trust that those colors have been chosen deliberately. Okay, those colors have been contemplated and carefully, you know, selected to convey not just a visual image, but a psychological reaction or a feeling in the end consumer. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, sort of the wide range of colors that are available to choose from some of the best colors uh, that you might choose, and how you can uh, select the right one for yourself. Okay, so, let's start with red, since that was the first one I mentioned, um, for KFC and Netflix and Coca-Cola. So with red, you're conveying things like passion, urgency, excitement, sort of a, a prompt, if you will, to act immediately, okay? Now, again, these are not hard and fast rules, but I'm going to kind of give you, as we go along through these colors, some examples of industries that benefit from these type of colors, okay? So, for example, like news, media, okay, you, you'll definitely see red involved with those uh, types of brands, uh, you, know, you know, again, not exclusively, but, you know, of course, like CNN comes to mind right away. So the cable news network uh, incorporates red into their logo. Okay, so that's one example there. Also, the food industry, you'll often see red utilized because of the you know the whole urgency aspect. uh you know you're you're hungry and you want it now, kind of a thing, okay? Okay, so the next one we look at is blue, and blue is often associated with trust, uh calm, loyalty, things of that nature. And you'll often see blue. Interestingly with things that have to do with money, now of course people think of green when they think of money, but for for firms like uh, wealth-based firms, investment firms, banking insurance, you're definitely going to see blue involved there. I mean one famous uh, insurance company in the United States, Mass Mutual, a very well-renowned insurance company uh, has used blue in their logo. Uh, It's the most prominent color in their logo. Okay, so it's just one example there. Okay, turning our attention to black. Uh, black often conveys a sense of power, uh, authority, sophistication, finesse. Okay, think about you know the credit, the famous credit card, the black card. Okay, if you have a black credit card, it, it's the highest level of credit or credit card that you can carry. But you often see this with luxury brands. I mentioned a few at the beginning, like Chanel, Louis Vuitton, uh, sports, tech brands. We'll we'll use black. So those are some areas where where you'll see that color pop up a lot. Okay, the next one, yellow. Okay, so yellow is conveying things like optimism, warmth, friendliness, youthfulness, speed, clarity. So you would kind of choose this color to highlight, let's say, a cost-effective nature. Okay, so a good example here is like with McDonald's, you see the Happy Meals coming in these yellow boxes or they have yellow panels on the boxes um so so that's an example there in fact McDonald's combines both yellow and red like we talked before with the food industry okay uh so green uh green gives you that psychological sense of uh vitality generosity growth wealth fertility relaxation nature okay so you you often see a lot of real estate businesses that use uh, that incorporate some kind of green into them as well, uh, just as one of several examples that uh, may come to mind there. And lastly, orange. Um, enthusiasm, playfulness, creativity, happiness uh, can can often come from orange. So again, these are just obviously used uh, sort of the major primary colors there, but but these give you a broad sense of what, uh, a brand or a company is trying to convey when they incorporate these colors into their logo. Okay? Okay, so the next thing after color is your design style. Okay, so think about some of the really famous logos. Like, I think one that would often come to mind for most people is Apple. Okay, so Apple has the half bitten apple. Okay, and what's interesting about the Apple logo is their designer, Rob Janoff, uh, purportedly created the half-bitten apple to make sure that the logo didn't look like a cherry or a tomato, okay? So it looked a little more definitive that it had that bite mark in it like you might eat an apple, okay? Something of that scale. And it also kind of symbolized the fact that the brand is for everyone to experience. So you're kind of like tasting, you know, it gives you that sense of of actually tasting the apple, right? So it's just interesting. It's a It's a story that I think most people couldn't cite if you ask them what it meant, but it may be somewhere in the back of their minds or it may be something that is just so uh, it's so it's so obviously established by the way the logo was designed, they don't have to think about it. And there's power in that as well. Uh, now a wordmark logo is gonna be a logo that is comprised of letters that are usually stylized somehow, right? So some really famous ones there would be like, Coca-Cola has the script uh, lettering, uppercase and lowercase, you know, Google has the multicolor. Uh, y- you know, and I think a few years ago they actually changed the font of their logo, but they have that, that sort of red and, and uh, blue and yellow, if I remember correctly, mixture of colors in their letters. Uh, and it's very recognizable. I mean, everybody would recognize the Google logo uh, pretty much immediately. And also Netflix, you know, the red letters that are also sort of arched uh, from, you know, going across from left to right okay so these are these are brands that have a distinct or a catchy name that is then memorialized in a word mark style logo, okay, so a business that's new might consider this kind of logo because the name is in the logo right i mean so you're 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 kind of killing two birds with one stone uh when you create uh, a logo that that has basically a word mark uh to it okay now a pictorial logo. Uh, it's, it's basically going to be a graphics-based logo that has no lettering. Okay, so you're talking about, for example, Twitter, Instagram, Apple, like we talked about before, uh, Nike, okay, is, is a very interesting one. I mean, the swoosh logo is essentially derived from, uh, in Greek mythology, Nike was considered a winged goddess of victory. So the swoosh logo is derived from the goddess's wing, depicting sort of an immense power and motivation. Okay, so given that it's a sports athletic brand, it made a lot of sense, right? So you can kind of see, like, you know, when you, when you start paying attention to these things, and you're like, okay, why did they choose that? Or why did they go that route instead of, let's say, using words? Why did they go pictorial? You can kind of think about how these logos convey what that brand is about and, how, and whether it does it effectively or not from your from your standpoint. And all of those observations can help sort of inform um you know, can kind of inform what you want to do with your own logo. Okay, so the next one, we talked about the wordmark logo, but let's talk about a lettermark logo. So this is, another word for this would be sort of a monogram logo, where you only have letters in the logo. And some really famous ones here are things like HBO, you know, Home Box Office, uh, the, the television station, CNN or Cable News Network, I mentioned them earlier when we talked about red in, in uh, news media brands uh, and logos. And NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. So um, if if your brand has more than one or two words, and I, and I think ideally you have to have at least three, maybe no more than four, uh, you can go for a lettermark logo. and And you can, you know, especially in the early days, you can brand yourself with the letters, but you can make sure that in other materials, you're spelling out what those letters stand for. And then after a while, you'll never need to do that again. I don't think anybody ever refers to CNN as cable news network in casual conversation. So, um, so three other kinds of logos that you guys might consider um, are the mascot logo, an abstract logo, and an emblem logo. So a mascot logo is essentially an illustration that you know conveys sort of a happiness and a friendliness to it, but it's probably gonna be on the cartoonish side, right? So it's a way to sort of showcase uh, you know, a light-hearted or a cheerful side of your brand and make that connection instantly when people see that image, okay? With abstract logos, you're talking about something that's sort of concept-based uh, and can, you know, basically stand for multiple emotions. And this is where you start incorporating things like different lines, uh, geometrical patterns, shapes, illustrations. Uh, some really interesting ones would be like Pepsi, you know, has that circle with that sort of wave through the middle. Uh, Adidas with the, with the three stripes. Uh, Microsoft, which just has sort of like the, the windows, like the panels and squares, uh, you know, sort of overlaid on top of each other. So those logos, while they're graphical in nature, they're not necessarily, you know, unless you absolutely knew what that brand was, they're not recognizable graphics per se. They're sort of abstract amalgams of other things, like shapes and lines and geometrical uh, patterns. And then lastly, the emblem logo is sort of where you get a mix of these things. You have a mixture of, let's say, different fonts, symbols, icons. Uh, It can look like a seal or a crest or a badge. And some interesting ones are like Harvard University would be recognizable that way. Starbucks, Harley Davidson. And again, this is where you know, as you as you progress into this kind of a logo, you're kind of bringing different elements together. There could be some words, there could be some graphics, but you're you're creating something that's kind of distinct. And the way we would label that is that you have an emblem, uh, or you know, an emblem logo, so to speak. Okay. So let's say you go to all these lengths, you come up with the perfect colors, you get the perfect words, you get the perfect styling. And you're like, okay, now how do I make sure that nobody takes that logo? How do I make sure that I've copyrighted and trademarked um, that that piece of work that I've come up with? And trust me, it does, I mean, at some point, maybe it's not on day one, but at some point it is gonna be essential that you copyright and trademark your logos uh, to protect your brand's unique identity, okay? Uh, there will be unscrupulous entities That, particularly if you meet with a measure of success, that would look to infringe on your creative property. So, a logo copyright essentially, we're talking about the protection of an original creative expression, such as a drawing or visual art. Okay? And, you know, if you're listening to this in the United States, the copyright law is going to be contained in chapters 1 through 8 and 10 through 12 of Title 17 of the United States Code. And you can always go to the US copyright official website, uh, copyright.gov, and you can e-file a copyright registration there. Uh, you know, Depending on which time of the year or what you know, global events are going on, your online application may take around eight months or so uh, to be processed. Uh, if you did it offline, it would probably be at least a few months longer than that. So these are just, I mean, this is kind of the, 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 the non-exciting side of uh, creating your logo is having to do all this kind of protection and admin and, and so forth. But it's absolutely crucial uh, to making sure that you do not uh, have this sort of uh, intellectual property stolen right out from under you. So uh, one thing you can also do as you go to copyright and trademark your logo is to just perform a simple trademark search to make sure there's nothing similar out there. Now, it doesn't have to be an exact match. You could end up in a situation where you, you know, independently, you've come up with a logo, a rendering of, of sorts that, you know, has similarities to somebody else's. And you have to be very careful with that because if it's close enough, uh, you're going to be denied the use of that um, of that logo and that image. So you can perform that trademark search on Uh, Again, in the United States, you have the Trademark Electronic Search System, the TESS. And you can actually just Google that. You can Google TESS or USPTO TESS and bring up that uh, electronic search engine. And uh, just, you know, there's various fields in there you can fill out in terms of what the parameters are and how you want to search on it, how specific or how broad. And you can just run some searches and, and see what comes up. Now, once you've determined that it's safe to use what you've come up with, you can file a trademark application through uh, what's called the Trademark Electronic Application System, or TEAS. And it's a fairly straightforward uh, system. I've used it myself at times. Uh, You're going to basically fill out a series of fields that, you know, ask you different questions about, you know, who you are, where you're located, you know, just describing or, or uploading an image of the mark. Uh, and then assigning certain classes to it uh, so that the line of business that that logo is associated with uh, They get classified together and that's something to look out for guys I actually uh, Personally have uh, run into some speed bumps there before but if you choose certain classifications for your trademark that you then realize later are not the correct ones um, you may have to go back and pay extra fees or redo the application or maybe even you may even lose uh, the, the trademark protection that you may have otherwise gained. So so that's just something when you guys go to do, if, if you make it that far in terms of finding a logo that you want to you know put into the system and trademark, uh, that's something I would just double check is look up the different classes of trademarks, maybe get some legal advice on that and make sure that, you know when you describe your business like hey i'm in the business of providing x product or x service that that gets you know properly associated to your logo okay now once you have that uspto registration uh, that comes from doing all this and you now have proof of a legal trademark ownership as well as the documentation to go with that so now you're sort of fully protected Uh, against any infringement or somebody trying to, you know, make a copy of what you have uh, that's that's really close in nature, could be confusing to an end consumer, uh, that sort of thing. So, you know, we'll kind of wind it down here, guys. I mean, we went through, again, some of the basics on, you know, color and type of logo and styling and things like that and protecting it. But one thing I just want to kind of close with is... When you're starting your, you know, for small businesses that are already underway and have a logo, a lot of this may not even be applicable or it may just prompt maybe a desire to review your logo and see if there's any changes you want to make. If you're just starting out, obviously this is not going to be the number one consideration you have. And I and I think that's a fair statement. I mean, obviously, you're going to be, you know, busy fighting all kinds of other fires, you know, trying to generate business and, you know, uh, you know, make sure your accounting and bookkeeping is in place and your marketing is set and all that. But within that marketing, obviously, logo comes into play. And I would at least at a bare minimum keep an eye towards it, right? So if it's not the first thing you do on your list is create a logo uh, and brand yourself with that, is to keep in mind that at some point you're going to want to do that and you're gonna to wanna to do it to the, to the best effect possible. So it's just something I think that, that at that bare minimum you keep it in the back of your mind as you grow your business, as you execute your business and then you know, ideas will start to flow to you. I think it's something that you know, over time you, you will gather some, some notions of what your logo should look like and what your brand messaging should convey and then it will kind of come together that way. So, with that being said, guys, again, Prince Forum, we're here to help uh, with this sort of thing. If it's something you wanna uh, consult with us about, you can always uh, link out to one of our social media sites uh, down in the notes of this podcast, um, and, and we can initiate a conversation about that. In the meantime, uh, we definitely encourage you guys to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, you know, we publish uh, a couple of times a week, And this is the kind of thing that we want you to get from our channel, is you're gonna get concepts and you're gonna get uh, theory about marketing and digital marketing and social media marketing, but we also like to give you very practical, hands-on, usable advice, uh, like you heard in this episode, in terms of how you pick the different elements of your logo. So once again, I'm Chris Anastasio. Uh, This is uh, Pransform's podcast. We encourage you to subscribe and to uh, contact us with any questions, thoughts, suggestions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But in the meantime, we appreciate you guys listening uh, and checking in on our podcast, and we look forward to talking to you further and connecting with you in the future. Thanks so much, guys. You have a great great one. Bye-bye.